Welcome to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, welcome to church. It's so awesome uh, that you're watching tonight. I especially want to welcome you if you're joining for the first time. Maybe you just were scrolling on YouTube and you found this video. I want to say straight off the back that it's not an accident that you're here. You're here, I believe, for a purpose because God wants to speak to you. So I hope you're ready for that tonight. I hope you're ready to lean in to what God is wanting to say. Big shout out to all six of our Icon Church campuses. If you're watching from any of those campuses, big welcome. Big special shout out to Stocksbridge as well, who I, with the with my amazing wife, Hannah, get the great privilege of being the campus pastors of. And I also, lastly, want to give a big hello shout out to Icon Youth. Love you so much, all you young guys who are watching church right now. Amazing that you're here. Listen to what I'm going to say because it's it's think going to be really good. I really believe that God wants to speak to us wherever we're at tonight, wherever we're watching this, God wants to speak to us. So I'm so excited to share uh, this message with you in the next few moments that we have together. So here's here's the title of what I want to talk about today. It's this, Gucci t-shirts, are they really worth £400? That's it. That's my title tonight. If you're taking notes, hopefully you are taking notes. That's amazing. If you are Gucci t-shirts, are they really worth £400? And the, the Bible verse, the scripture that I want to start with and kick off with today is uh, this one from Genesis chapter 1, right at the start of the Bible, start of the Old Testament. And it's verse 27. It says this, So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God he created them, male and female, he created them. And what I want to talk about tonight really is value, your value, my value, our worth, and what it means to be made by God, just as it says in that verse we just read in Genesis chapter 1. So Gucci t-shirts, are they really worth £400? So I, I have this friend who's I'd say we're fairly close. It's, it's a bit like this at the moment, to be honest. Um, it depends how yesterday went, but that's another story. Um, so this friend I have, he recently bought a Gucci t-shirt and he spent £400, £400 on this t-shirt. Now, I think my, my natural human reaction to this was, it's a t-shirt. How can you spend £400 on a t-shirt. How can any t-shirt be worth £400? I think that's quite an understandable uh, response and reaction to spending £400 on a t-shirt. But this got me thinking about how we value different things and the worth that we place on different things. See, if, if I'm being honest about myself here, there's plenty of things that I've bought that my wife Hannah has been like, Ben, why have you bought that? Why have you spent that much money on that? How can this stupid thing that you've bought be worth this much money? In fact, I'm, I, I have this bad habit at the moment, which really frustrates my wife, Hannah. Uh, I keep renting things off Amazon without telling her. 
And it's a bit of a, a stupid thing to do. And the real reason it's a stupid thing to do is because our Amazon Prime account is in Hannah's email. So every time I rent something off Amazon, she gets an email straight away saying that you've rented this. But I, I just can't help myself because, you know, I, I get in the mood to watch a film or a TV show. And as soon as I get in the mood to watch this thing, I like I have to watch it now. But the problem is the thing that I always want to watch always seems to never be on stream and it's never on Netflix. It's never on Amazon Prime. It's not on iPlay or anything like that. So I end up renting it off Amazon Prime and it really frustrates my wife Hannah. But like there's so many things that I've bought that she's just, it's just annoyed her because she's just not understood why I value this thing. And there's loads of things she's bought that I've been like, Hannah, why have you bought that? Like how can that be worth that much money? The truth is we can go back and forth all day about what we believe the true value of something to be. But what I've discovered is this, that the true value of something is only determined by the one who created it. Let me say that again. The true value of something is only determined by the one who created it. See, flannels, the shop, can throw a £400 price tag on a t-shirt, I can dispute the value of that t-shirt, but the true value of the t-shirt is determined by the artist in Italy who made it by hand. What it's worth to them matters way more than what I think. What it's worth to them is its true value. See, you could spend millions on a Picasso painting, and rightly so, but the true value of that painting is the value that Picasso himself placed on the painting. It's what that painting meant to him. There's another scripture I want us to look at uh, just now. This time it's Paul, the Apostle Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. And I just want to read uh, a small part of two scriptures. So it's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. And Paul says this, You are not your own. You were bought at a price. And when Paul is writing these words, he's not only speaking directly to the Corinthian church, Paul is speaking it and writing it to all of us as we're watching this right now, to you and to me. You were bought at a price. See, what this verse is saying, that all of us, me and you, were bought at a price, which means this, that we have a buyer, that is God, and we have a price, and that price is the life, blood, and soul of his son, Jesus Christ. And the reason we needed buying is because we were all slaves to sin. We belonged to sin, so God had to buy us, and the price that he paid was the life of his son, Jesus. And so because we were bought at a price, that means that we, you and I, have a true value. We have a true worth. So Gucci t-shirts, are they really worth £400? It's a nice, like, quirky title to a, a message or a talk. But the real kind of title, the real question, I want to ask every single one of us who is listening and watching to this right now, is this. Human beings, are we really worth the life of Jesus? Humanity, is it really worth the life 
of Jesus? And the answer to that question is absolutely, positively, emphatically, definitely yes. And the reason why the answer is yes isn't because I said so. The reason why the answer is yes to that question isn't even because the Apostle Paul said so himself. The reason why the answer to that question is yes is because God is the creator of humans. And because he is the creator, he is the one who decides the true value of his creation. How, how can I decide what the value of a t-shirt is when I didn't make it? How can I decide what the value of a painting is when I didn't paint it? In the same way, how can I decide what the value of another human life is when I didn't create it? But God did create human life and he created your life. And so he is the one who decides what the value of it is and the value he places on it, the value he places on every human life, on your life today and my life today is equal to the life of Jesus. And if we would fully believe that today, it should completely change the way that we live our lives. So now that we know what our true value is, because we're made by God, so I just want to share a few truths around what it means to be made by God and how that can inform the way that we live our lives. So the first truth I want to share with you today is this. We're made in God's image. It's something we've already looked at tonight, something we've already read, going back to uh, the verse we read right at the start in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We were created in God's image. We were made in God's image. Do you, do you, I want to ask you this question. Do you love animal posts on social media? I'm talking like funny videos of cats or cute pictures of dogs and things like that. As much as we love these posts and as much as I love these posts, there's a caption that I've seen on social media that I've seen go with these types of posts many times. And the caption goes along the lines of this. Animals are better than humans. Animals are better than humans. And to tell you the truth, it rubs me up the wrong way. And I know what you're thinking, Ben, that's stupid. Get over it. And you make a good point. But the reason it rubs me up the wrong way is that it implies that animals are worth more than humans. That animals should be above humans in the value system. And the reason I take issue with that is because that is not God's value system. And when our value system does not match up with God's value system, it creates problems. We're created in God's image, like we've just read. And so that makes us the most valued part of creation that shouldn't like give us an arrogance because we we're top of God's value system that shouldn't give us an arrogance but what it should do is show us that we are valued by God it should show us how valued we are by God that he would choose to make us in his own image but what it also does is it shows us the responsibility and the authority God has given us as humans because we are made in his image and if we are created 
in God's image, then the rest of creation is looking to us as God's representation. Because we are created in God's image, that should spur us on to live as much like Jesus as possible. Imagine in your life today, if you chose to believe completely that you are made in God's image and how that would spur you on and inspire you to live as much like Jesus as possible because you know the responsibility that God has given you as the creator. So that's the first, first truth. We're made in God's image. Here's the second one. We are made to reveal God's wonder. I love this one. We're made to reveal God's wonder. In Psalm 139 and verse 14, it says this, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Tonight, that's you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. How incredible is that? One of my earliest footballing memories was David Beckham's free kick against Greece in 2002. It was the last qualifying match and we were down 2-1 and it was in injury time. Beckham had a free kick and he needed to score it to qualify England to the World Cup that summer. And guess what? He scored it. Amazing, right? You probably remember it. See, the truth is that Beck's right foot was wonderfully made. I think we can all agree that when God made David Beckham's right foot, he had some fun with that and he made it to be pretty special. But what that right foot revealed is the incredible talent that Beckham had as a footballer. See, if God has made you to be wonderful, that means that your life reveals the wonder of God. Because God has made you to be wonderful, that means that your life, what it does now is reveal the wonder of God. If you're taking notes today while you're watching this, I'd love you uh, to write this down. The greatness of humanity reveals the goodness of God. The greatness of humanity reveals the goodness of God. Humans are capable of great things. Just as Beckham was capable of scoring that wonderful free kick, you and I, even if you don't think it, we're all capable of great things. You are capable of great things. And every great work you do reveals how good God is. Every great work that you do reveals how good God is. Which leads me on to my third, third truth, and that's this, that we're made for good works. We're made for good works. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are made for good works. I don't know if you've ever come across someone in life, one of those people who are just good at everything, like good at everything, like there's nothing they're bad at. I remember there was a guy in my year in school who was just one of those people. He was good at everything. Not only was like he a straight A student, amazing at every subject in school, but also he was like amazing at PE as well and all the different types of sports. He ran quicker than most people. He like played football better than most of the lads. And he was just one of those people who was good at everything. And when you meet people like that, they often make you feel very insecure because you realize like that you're not good at everything. And it's very easy. And this is something I've struggled with in my own life that I've often thought that I'm not really special at anything. Like I'm just average at a lot of different things. Like I'm not special 
at anything. See, the truth is this, that it, it doesn't matter how bad you think you are or even how average you think you are. If God has created you, just as it says in Ephesians 2, if God has created you to do good works, that means that he has put goodness inside of you. doesn't matter how average or bad I think I am at things in life. The truth is that God has created me to do good works. That means he has put goodness inside of me and he has put goodness inside of you today. See, you have, no matter how many times you've screwed up, you're still capable of doing good things. You're still capable of doing good things because that's how God has created you. And you have a God-given purpose and it's never too late to start living it out. That God-given purpose is to do good works and it doesn't matter how many times you've screwed up, doesn't matter how many bad things you've done in your life, it is never too late to start living out the purpose that God has given you to do good works. So we're made for good works. And then the last truth that I want to share today with you is this, that we're made for family. We're made for family. The last scripture I want to share with you is another one from Ephesians. This time it's from chapter 1 and it's, it's verse 5. And it says this, In love, God predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. In love, God predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. I love this verse. Like I love, you know, you just get those scriptures, those verses in the Bible that you just love. Like I love it. All right, you've got that, I love it. So I'm, here, I'm going to tell you why I love this verse so much. The reason is this, before you were created, when God was imagining you and designing you, what he did was he prepared you for adoption to sonship. In other words, he made you to be a perfect fit for his family. It's literally inside your DNA today to be a part of, of the family of God. How amazing is that? Last week, uh, my nana went to heaven after 75 years on earth. And uh, this past Saturday night, my family were round at my granddad's house. And it, it was just an amazing time. And it was great because all of her grandkids were there. And also there was... Um, her first great-grandson as well, my son, who's just turned three months old, Miles, was there as well. And I, I was trying to think, what was the best part of Nana's legacy? What was the best part of Nana's legacy? She had such a positive influence and effect on the lives of so many people. Maybe you're watching this tonight and she had a really amazing impact on your life. But I was thinking about what was the, what's the greatest part of Nana's legacy? And what I think the greatest part of Nana's legacy to be is the people who were in that room on Saturday night, the family that she leaves behind. I believe that is what her greatest legacy is. Let's think now about what was Jesus's legacy? What was the greatest part of the legacy that Jesus left from his time on earth? What was the greatest part of it? See, I think the greatest part of the legacy that Jesus left from his time on earth is you. And it's me. It's his family. 
It's the family of God. That is the greatest part of the legacy that Jesus left from his time on earth. It's us. It's the family of God. And when God created you, he designed you to be a perfect fit for it. How amazing is that? That before the beginning of time, when God was thinking you up, when he was preparing to create you, he was designing you, he was thinking you up in his mind, he was getting you ready to be a perfect fit for his family, for his family. And you can be a part of that family tonight. See, today you may be struggling with your own value and your own worth, but here's what I want you to know today and here's what I believe God is wanting to speak into your life today is this, that you are made by God. You are made by God. And so he is the one who determines your value because he is your creator. He is the one who has the right to place a value on your life today. And the value that he places on you is equal to the life of his son, Jesus, his body, his blood, his soul. That is what your life is equal to today. So what if we lived our lives fully believing that? Imagine how that would change our day-to-day life, our Monday, our Tuesdays, our Wednesdays, if we fully believe we are made in God's image and the value that God has placed on our lives is equal to the life of his son, Jesus. We're going to worship together just as we finish today. Uh, And then what I want to do is give every single one of you who's watching and listening to this an incredible opportunity. And I want to lead you in a prayer together. But first, we're going to worship God. And as we worship God right now, all I want you to do is this. Just focus on Jesus and remind yourself of the value that God has placed on your life today. So come on, church, let's worship together. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.